Thanks for keeping it locked on Wildcats. I am your host, Mike Luke. All right, now we've got a lot to get to today. We're going to talk some Arizona football, some Arizona basketball. Let's get started here on Locked on Wildcats. You are Locked on Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for keeping it locked on Wildcats. I am your host, Mike Luke. All right, we have a lot to get to this show. Happy Thursday, as always. We're going to talk some Arizona. Uh, we're going to talk some Arizona basketball. We got to meet Philly B, Philip Borovichinen, and as always, we're going to talk a ton of Arizona football. But I'll tell you what. Let's get started here. Let's talk a little bit of Arizona football here. Uh, excuse me, Arizona basketball at first. Philip Borovichinin uh, was made available today from the U of A coaching, or excuse me, uh, from the uh, U of A coaching staff. The media got to meet him for the first time, and guess what? In its, um, in its, uh, let's see here. Here's where it's, um, here's where it gets interesting. A lot of people wondered what kind of player is this because again, he's from overseas, didn't have a ton of offers, but at the same time. There were some solid ones. There was Texas Tech. There was Xavier. There was a lot of different things. Now, if uh, um, if Tommy Lloyd recruits somebody, at, uh, if Tommy Lloyd recruits someone, I am pretty much of the uh, of the opinion that he knows what he's doing, especially internationally. Now, keep in mind, Tommy Lloyd is a player, a guy who has international prestige in the recruiting world. He obviously knows what he is doing right here. Um, what's fascinating is that he's able to get he's able to get the players that he wants and he's able to focus on them when not a lot of other people seem to know about them. But when you've got the recruiting ties, when you've got that recruiting gravitas that he does, that's why I'm all in on whoever he uh, all whoever he has. Now uh, let's talk a little bit about Philip Borvichinin. First thing that sticks out to him when you watch him is that he is a he's a lot bigger than people think. He's a lot bigger than I thought, that's for sure. I thought that Arizona was going to be getting a guy that was going to take a little bit of time to be able to, you know, mature in the weight room, to be able to get stronger, to be able to get to be able to get hard, you know, to be able to get more uh, compact out there. Now, he walks into the way he walks into the room and immediately you look at him and you're like, man, he's got broad shoulders. He's put together. Well, that was not something that I was expecting right there. That was not something that I was expecting at all. Um, and then, so he's obviously, he's, he's more well, he's, he's more well put together than I think that anybody could have uh, foreseen, which is an impressive thing right there. Now, from a skill perspective, generally when you get guys like him, there are pretty, they're pretty skillful. Philip Borovichinin is that guy. You watch him on uh, you watch him on film, and you can tell that he's got a shot. He's got a step back jumper. He's got an ability to be able to get to the rim. He's got all kinds of stuff. And the one thing that is impressive about him is that he is also able to handle 
And it's not kind of that goofy handle where you see somebody that probably shouldn't be handling the ball, but they are handling the ball. It's a legitimate ball handle right there. And I don't know where he's going to land this year. I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I do know because I don't know. But what I can tell you, though, is that this guy is going to be a contributor sooner than later. Lloyd's track record speaks for itself. Watching Tommy talk about Philly B, um, you can tell that there's a sense that, yeah, we got one good here. But look at the wing position right here, and this is a good, good position for the University of Arizona to be in. And I think the one thing that we all really have to be impressed by is the wing, the way that Arizona was able to uh, counter the wing differential right there. Now, if, when it comes to this, when it comes to the University of Arizona, when it comes to, uh, you know, re-pushing this roster. I've told you all from day one, I think that this is going to be a very good Arizona team. I don't think it's going to be a great Arizona team, and there's nothing wrong with that. Now, on the wings, you've got some pretty impressive players right there. You've already got Pella Larson. If you want to count Courtney Ramey in as a wing, totally cool with that as well. You've got a ton of different players there that uh, that um, are just, you know, that are impressive. Cedric Henderson is another guy that came came from Campbell University. Um, you might say, well, Campbell University, what do they know? But again, told you this. If you've watched uh, watched them against Duke, if you watch them against uh, – or if you watch – you can just tell that this is a player that's going to be able to contribute at the University of Arizona. I don't see him being Dalen Terry, but I do see him being a guy that's going to be able to make an impact here. Um, then you've, you've obviously still got – some of the players that we just talked about coming back. Um, so I don't know exactly where Borovichinen fits in here, but there's going to be a role for him. And I get people all the time saying, you know, are we gonna, is Arizona going to be recruiting half and half international, half domestic? And my whole thing is I don't care. Uh, as long as Tommy Lloyd can put a product on the court with character that also is winning, it doesn't really matter to me. You look at Gonzaga – if Arizona can have Gonzaga's success, yes, take it every single day of the week. So I totally trust Tommy Lloyd, what he wants to do right here. I totally trust him to be able to get the players that he does need. Um, but, and then you look at the, you look at this roster and you look at the provens coming back, you know, what does Julius Tabellis can do after that though, you got some question marks, but you've got question marks with some high upside to them. Can Kirk Kreese go from being a, you know, kind of a spot shooter to a guy that, you know, shoots 40 plus percent from three, something like that from the field. Can he be a player that is able to take his game to the next level? We're going to find that one out. Um, but, you know, Pella Larson, same way. Can Pella go from being really good can, to being an all-conference guy? That's what I don't know. And I think a lot of people are kind of stuck in there as well that they don't really know exactly. But a lot of question marks on here. But this isn't like, you know, teams in some teams in the past where you had a Garland Judkins and a, you know, uh, I'm trying to even think you're a Darnell Shumper where you're like, eh, there's really nothing to work with here. There's a lot to work with here. But again, Philip, Philly B, Philip Borovichinin is very much indicative of what Arizona's uh, basketball is going forward. Not going to pretend no what he's going to be able to do this year, but I am going to but I am going to say that he's going to be in that realm where he's going to be able to impress some people, and it's going to be fun to watch him. I think out of all the people, all the players on the team, there's some guys that I'm really interested to see. 
what does Umar Ballo look like physically now? Is Azulis Tabellis recovered from that, uh, you know, kind of, I'll just call it kind of a choke job in the NCAA tournament. Uh, Cedric Henderson, is he able to game in and game out, be able to match what the University of Arizona has for them? Um, Pella Larson, can he take that next step? Can he be able to get a little bit better ball handling in there? What about, um, you know, again, talk about Kerr. Can he be more efficient? Courtney Ramey, what about him? Courtney, can Courtney Ramey become a player who is, uh, you know, a defender who can also get you 13, 14 a game? We're going to find out all of that stuff, and we're going to find out all of that stuff very, very quickly. Now, what, uh, what um, we're kind of at, though, too, is that, Where are we at, though, when it comes to the University of Arizona basketball? Where do they fit in? I look around the conference right now, and I think that – I think honestly, we'll see because Oregon is completely disjointed. But I liked what I, – I, I think Oregon's going to – I think Oregon's got better players than Arizona this year. Could be totally wrong. I'd love to be wrong on that. UCLA, I think, is slightly better, although I think Arizona is going to be able to play volleyball at the rim against the Bruins. So there's that as well. So we're going to find out right now where exactly Arizona is – um, but I like what I see. I think that Arizona is going to be a very good team. I think that Arizona is going to be able to make that next level impact right there. Um, but again, I don't know that they have quite enough uh, oomph, for lack of a better term, to turn this into a national title contender. We're going to find out, though. Um, now, uh, let's talk. We're going to uh, now let's move it over to football here a little bit. Um, we talked about we talked yesterday about you know Mississippi State coming in. Uh, the first thing I'm going to tell you about Mississippi State, and we're going to have our predictions tomorrow with a full in-depth breakdown. But the first thing that I noticed about Mississippi State is that they are they're going to put points on the board. Now you might say, yeah, no dub, Mike. They're a Mike Leach offense. That's fair. They are a Mike Leach offense, but. You know, they're going to be able to do it in a variety of ways. Their quarterback is fantastic. They've got receivers. They got the running, they got a running game. They don't necessarily use the running game as much as maybe you would hope, but they also have the offensive line in there as well. Um, now, defensively, you always wonder about that with a Mike Leach team. Is are are they up to par defensively? And that's something that I don't know that a lot of us uh, really understand really know is our Mississippi state going to be able to put uh, the guys in there to stop Arizona. They were able to do it against Memphis. Again, don't be fooled by the Memphis. uh, um, Don't be fooled by Memphis right there. Uh, The score of 49, 23, because it was like 37 to three at the half or something like that. That game was over by the time, you know, game was over before it got started, but Arizona's also got better offensive players than Memphis. So with Jaden Delora, you're going to have to be, you got a guy that's going to be able to put the ball in the air and he's going to have to be able to make some plays. Now, if he makes those plays, Arizona's going to be able to be in this game. My question is where, where does Arizona get this next level type of um, impact from right here? Um, can they uh, defensively first, you got a bunch of questions uh, with Jalen Harris Jalen Harris and Hunter Eccles answered every question that you could have had in that first game. Again, Hunter Eccles got knocked out early. I get that. But 
why in the world, um, but excuse me, uh, not why in the world, but they're going to have to both be able to stay on the field because Oklahoma State, or excuse me, Mississippi State's passing game is going to put points on the board. We know that. So you're going to have to be able to get into their face a little bit. You're going to have to be able to draw some pressure as well. Is Arizona going to be able to do that? We're going to find out. But what is intriguing, though, about Arizona is that you know that offensively with T-Mac, with Cowing, with Dorian Singer, they're going to have a dynamic passing attack. What you saw against uh, um, San Diego State isn't a fluke. Now, again, maybe San Diego State isn't nearly as good as uh, maybe Arizona isn't nearly as good as some people might think. Who knows? But they were a six and a half point favorite going into the game. I'm going to say that they're a good team. Now, again, maybe it turns out that they're not, but who cares? Because, again, everybody picked them outside of, say, us right here to be able to win that game against San Diego State. So that's kind of where, or that's, that's where Arizona is. Um, but this is going to be another real step for Jaden Delora right here. Delora's going to – he's got all eyes on him now. Because when you do what you do on national television week one against San Diego State, you got people that are definitely going to be keeping an eye on you. Now, um, one thing that uh, you do need to also keep an eye on is the running game. Let's talk about that. Because, yes, when you're Arizona, you'd like to score, but you'd also like to be able to wear – it's funny saying this about an SEC team, but you'd also like to be able to wear them down a little bit. That's where DJ Williams comes into play. That's where Jonah Coleman come into play. They're your more physical type runners. They're your guys that need to be able to, um, basically, they're those guys. They're your guys that need to be able to make uh, make plays, get in there, keep ahead of the chains, get into second and six, get into third and four situations that are more manageable for the quarterback. And I think that they certainly showed DJ Williams, especially showed that they're going to be able to do that. So. You know, we're going to find out exactly where Arizona is right there. All right. Now we're going to talk about more keys to the game, but also want to tell you about the Get Upside app. Get Upside app is in this day and age when everybody is struggling with gas prices, struggling with all kinds of stuff like that. Get Upside app has you covered. They, um, you get the app and you can put in code word locked on or put in a score for college and you can get 25 cents off per gallon. It's really that easy. It's that simple. A lot of people are using it. I use it, and it saves a ton on gas. Again, so check it out. Get Upside app. We'll be right back with you. Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats. I am your host, Mike Luke. All right, now let's talk a little bit more about what we need to see from uh, University of Arizona against Mississippi State. One thing, too, that Mississippi State does have going for it is that they're in a spot where um, they're in a spot where they've got they got better players, I would say, and but that also helps because Mike Leach is in his third year there, uh, and he didn't inherit quite what um, I almost said Dave he quite what Jed Fish inherited. So you got to keep that in mind. So he's going to have some more players there, but this is also a guy that there's been some very good games against there. He's had some very good games against Arizona. Granted, Washington State uh, isn't the job that Mississippi State is, but I also think, though, that this is going to be something where um, Arizona is going to have to be able to just make some plays through uh, through the air. But now let's move to the defensive side of the ball here because 
when you watch Mike Leach's team, you're going to have to be multiple at that cornerback position. And that is a little bit of a concern, obviously, because um, Arizona, Christian Roland Wallace is fantastic. We all know that. Hopefully, Traden Stukes is good to go. But then after that, you have you have, uh, you know, you got a lot of youngsters. You got a Takario Davis. You've got a uh, Ephesians Prysock. You've got an Isaiah Rutherford. You got guys that are just young back there, with the exception of Rutherford. So they're going to, this kind of be a baptism by fire type game for Arizona. Now, if you can get after the passer, and that's why I'm going to keep coming back to it, keys to the game, you got to be able to get after uh, Will Rogers. You've got to be able to have Hunter Eccles and uh, Jalen Harris causing problems for him. Um, and if that happens, then it becomes easier for Arizona. If it doesn't happen, then generally what happens with Mike Leach offenses, especially ones that have a lot of talent, is they start marching the ball down the field. They start making plays left and right. And then after that, it becomes more of a uh, becomes more of an issue. So what I look at with uh, the University of Arizona is – who else can provide that? Keon Bars was, uh, again, best player on the D-line. Keon Bars was a little quiet last game, but we all know exactly what Keon Bars can do. Paris Shand is going to be a huge deal as well because those tackles are going to be able to have to keep those uh, uh, those offensive linemen off of the linebacker level. If they're able to do that, then it's going to be a little bit easier um, because, again, Jerry Roberts is going to have to be that guy that's getting in there and getting tackles. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with you. Talk a few more keys to the game. Thanks for keeping it locked on Wildcats. I'm your host, Mike Luke. We're talking keys to the game and how to beat Mississippi State. And again, a lot of this starts on the defensive side of the ball for Arizona. No, duh. You're going against Mississippi State. At that D tackle position right there, you also have a you also have a player in uh, Paris Shand and Keon Bars that have to be able to get penetration there. And if they don't get penetration, they have to at least be able to consume the gap. If they can consume the gap, that allows the linebackers to be able to run free. I am curious to see how the safeties are utilized in all this as well. Because again, Jackson Turner, uh, Christian Young, both really, really good athletes, as we know. What are they able to do here? Are they able to make plays? Are they, are they able to get in there and make some things happen. Now, again, um, I think when it comes to San Diego, or excuse me, when it comes to Arizona, this is going to come down to the defensive side because I think Arizona is going to put up points. I really do. You know, outside of playing your Georgias of the world, I think that Arizona is equipped to be able to score quite a few points on about anybody. But it's about being able to get some stops, being able to get some turnovers, be able to get some opportunistic plays. Uh, we love Tyler Loop on this show, but we don't want to have to be using Tyler Loop a lot. Um, we also don't want to have to be using Kyle Ostendorp a lot because hopefully you're getting touchdowns. And that's what it comes down to. You can't settle for field goals against teams that probably have better talent than you. But that's kind of where we are right now. I wanted to break down a little bit of Arizona hoops because, again, we haven't talked about it a ton. Obviously, we're in football season, coming off a huge win. So we will be back with you, though, tomorrow. I'm going to give you my prediction, going to give you how I think everything's going to play out. But right now, again, everybody enjoy this week because Arizona basketball is right around the corner. Arizona football looks like it's turned that corner. There certainly is a talent upgrade in play. And I think when it comes from the University of Arizona, you've also got to find guys who are um, – 
who are just kind of, uh, you know, playmakers right there for lack of a better term, but those guys are on the roster and we're going to find those, but as every ever have a great Thursday, everyone. Thanks for keeping it locked on Wildcats.